Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show, and on this episode, we are visiting a kind of classic. At least it's... I, I wouldn't outright call this one a classic classic, but it is the start of a franchise that has six movies, so it's kind of in that weird middle ground where it's, mm-hmm. it's really well known, but I wouldn't really put it in the, the classic status, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. This, much like Texas Chainsaw, which we're working our way through those movies until October because they're releasing a new one, same with this. Uh, this October, we are getting Cult of Chucky, so this episode is going to be about Child's Play as we're going to work our way through all of the Chucky movies by the time we get to October uh, mm-hmm. and we'll see how we feel about them and that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, uh, so a common misconception I think a lot of people have who are just sort of casually into horror movies is they'll refer to this as Chucky when it's not, it's uh, it's Child's Play. That's what the first three movies are called. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, but- I believe you've made that mistake several times. Tim, that one time I said the Chucky <laughs> movies. That's okay. That is a perfectly acceptable thing to say. It's still the Chucky movie. This is not called Chucky. Anyway. Um, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> yes, we will. We will find out. Um, so yeah, we'll start... Yeah, we'll start a little bit spoiler-free. We'll do a little spoiler-free section, and then we will go into spoilers uh, probably quite early. I don't think there's much point in doing too much spoiler-free for a movie like this, but we'll give some overall thoughts and feelings on it. Obviously, we watched it again. Uh, we've both seen it before, of course, uh, for this, and we'll get into it. So what what is Child's Play? It is about, <laughs> it is about a, a, a serial killer called The Strangler, um, Charles Lee, Lee Ray is Lee the Ray. man's name, and he's on. He's we actually start the movie. He's he's on the run from the police. They're, they're actually about to catch him, and they shoot him a couple of times, and he escapes into a toy store, and he performs a very quick little ritual to transfer his soul into a good guy doll. Uh, good mm-hmm. guy is this brand of doll, you know, obviously fictional in this movie universe, and uh, he takes the name Chucky as the doll, and he ends up uh, going to this kid named Andy for his birthday. And, of course, as the doll Chucky, he starts to uh, kill people who did him wrong in his life and tries to, like, become human again. That's kind of the plot of the movie. Um, but, yeah. Tim. Yes. Do you like mm. Child's Play? Not I, the movie. <clears throat> do you just like Child's Play in general? <laughs> I do draw a lot, I guess. But um, it's a little childish. <laughs> uh let me let me paint you a picture, uh, oh. Pete, my boy. Um, so I was driving home yesterday uh, from a friend's house, and, uh, and and my big plan was to watch this movie when I get home. And so uh, on the way home, I passed a KFC, which it had been a while. All right, since Tim, I'd... can I just pause you here? Sure. I have zero idea where the hell this is going. When you said, let's paint a picture, I thought we were talking about the first time you saw it or something. You're like, yesterday when I was driving, I passed a KFC. Right, continue. Don't let me interrupt, but I just... All right, so, it, well, it's, it's been a while since uh, I've been to a KFC, and I don't, know, I don't know when the last time you've gone, but they have the, these new $5 boxes um, that I decided to try out, and I wasn't expecting there'd be that much food in there, but... I was really surprised at the quantity I got for just five dollars. Um, yeah, it came with uh, like three pieces of chicken. I had a pretty big, sizable thing of mashed potatoes, which I thought they were going to give you the small, individual size, but they give you actually a pretty hefty 
uh, thing of it. Then you get a drink, a biscuit, a cookie. And so I got home and I had this, um, this, this plate of KFC. This feast. This feast yes. of KFC. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, and then I started watching Child's Play, and I was like, you know what? This is a this is a good night. <laughs> is, is that the whole is, is that the whole picture? Yeah. So I, I like KFC and I like Child's Play. Is what I guess that's there, what I was getting to. There was legitimately a full minute of describing what your meal from KFC was. I want people to know like the mindset I was in <laughs> while I was watching this movie. Like, how full was I? What type of uh, you know, chicken meat was inside yeah. of me. I'm a fan of the boneless stuff myself. I get some of the popcorn oh, yeah. chicken and gravy. The gravy's a must. It's my favourite part. Oh, yeah. I uh, love dipping that biscuit in that gravy. I dip, dip the chicken, dip, dip the fries. I'll get extra fries so I can just keep dipping. Like, I don't even care about the fries. I just want something to dip in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's I want fantastic. to use all the gravy. It's important. Yeah. And see, see when they say, oh, do you want a, what side do you want? And like, do you want gravy or sweet corn? I'm like, Piss off with your sweet corn. Give me the gravy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what psycho is picking the corn. Um, <laughs> but and I do think you bring up a good point too, which is I have no idea who these people are that prefer bone over boneless. It's insane to me. Baffling. I like to just be able to <laughs> shove it all in my mouth and chew to my heart's content. Yeah. I don't even have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, but... I, don't want, I don't want no dumb bone <laughs> getting in the way of my... <laughs> Let's face it, shoveling of food <laughs> in my gullet. <laughs> All right, somewhere along these lines, we're going to start talking about Child's Play. Yeah. So, you like Child's Play, that's good. Good movie, good movie. Yeah, I, I also enjoy Child's Play. It's not my favourite in the franchise, though. I think this, is, this falls into one of these franchises where I think the strongest is actually one of the sequels, but... Um, mm. And I think part of that is because Child's Play is very much a series, or Chucky is a series of movies, is very much... It became something else as it went on. Oh, um, without a doubt, yeah. And arguably, so did something like you know Nightmare on Elm Street, where the first one was more of a horror movie, and then it kind of became more of a black comedy. And Chucky kind of did that as well. But I think maybe with Chucky, the argument is maybe that it kind of fits that to an extent because of you know it's it's a talking doll who's going about killing people. Like, it was, it was yeah. a, an element of that is just kind of goofy. Now that's not to say that I don't enjoy the first one. I do. I, I like how kind of serious it takes it to a point. Um. It's it's it, obviously unlike some of the later movies, it it kind of hides like it, it builds a little bit of mystery. It's like it doesn't show you a moving or talking for a long time. There's a lot of things happen off screen, and the characters mm-hmm. notice something's changed. Or and you know the kid keeps saying, "Oh, it's Chucky. He's talking to me." And the adults are like, "Ah, oh, shut up, you fool! <laughs> like that doesn't happen." Yeah. And the, you know what I notice uh, in rewatching this, which I feel like differs a little bit from. Uh, the other movies, which uh, obviously this is a horror movie. There's no doubt about that. But mm. I actually thought there was quite a bit of action in it. Yeah, like, there's, there's like a car kind of scene. There's like the, the shootout yeah. in the star. And... There's a couple of explosions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was actually what um, I was watching this on Blu-ray. I got the, the box set. And uh, obviously they usually for the new releases. I was watching it in 70 millimeter, but that's that's cool. <laughs> you got a 70, 70 millimeter theater just like yeah. in your house. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, he's whipped it out. I need to make sure mine looks bigger. Oh. Um, but no, so I was watching, and one of the things they do, of course, is they take these old movies. But this is before five point one audio and stuff. But they they remix it for the, the new releases. And I was watching it, and you know, I've got the the, the surround sound, and I, I quite like it. Um, but it's it's always funny watching one of these older movies where it wasn't designed for this. Right, and every time there was an, it's like the subwoofer felt like it was doing nothing all movie except when there was an explosion, and then it like <laughs> blasted out this like 
wave of like bass and it was like oh Jesus and you can sort of tell they were kind of almost lazy when they're remixing it it's like okay what are the obvious things that will need some bass the explosion is right and it was almost nothing else had had the bass it was weird uh, that drives me crazy which uh, I like I fully admit I'm not uh, a tech guy like I, I really don't know anything like about you know sound and you know images or movies <laughs> or yeah I, I just buy what I think is probably the best uh, version of something but uh sound really drives me crazy when you have a movie where it's like because c- i live with roommates so i try to be respectful and not you know blast stuff uh you know when other people are around and then yeah, you know don't... sometimes you get the movie where it's like you, you know the music is really loud so you, you turn it down then people start talking and you can't hear anything and like you're constantly moving it up and down uh it drives me crazy yeah yeah i i think I think that's why I've never been in a situation where I've had roommates, and I kind of, mm-hmm. I think I, I, I would probably hate it because I do like to crank up the volume a little yeah. bit. Um, it's one of the things when I was younger, and I had like when I was a teenager, and I was you know in my bedroom and all that, and I had I had surround sound in there, and it was a big mm-hmm. issue because the neighbors like you know the attached house up above had like oh, that yeah. was their bedroom, so if I was watching something, they had to be really conscious about the sound. Um, oh, yeah. Whereas now it's not you know it's like. Whereas you get away with a lot more when you actually have it in the living room, because at least if it's attached to another house, it, it's usually in our living room. So at night time, they're yeah. not in there. So it's like, yeah, just crank it up. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, a bit of bass, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, so um, I like, like movies. Actually, speaking of sound, I love the uh, the opening like m- uh, movie logo for this. You're not United mm-hmm. Artists, there was one before. It was one that I didn't recognise. Uh, but it had this really cool 80s synth, and I was like, oh man, I miss these 80s movie logos yeah. and intros. Um, I have to go back uh, and watch it, because I don't specifically remember it, but I do know what you're talking about, just yeah. in terms of, like, anytime you see, like, the Orion, or... Um... Or even uh, Canon films. I mean, oh, sure, yeah. they're lower quality, typically, but like, <laughs> even those, it's kind of, like, nostalgic. Yeah, Orion's a big one because Orion was Terminator and Robocop, so that has a lot oh, of nostalgia. Yeah. In fact, I went to see a movie last year. I can't remember what it was for the life of me, but it had the Orion logo at the start, and I oh. I nearly shot a brick when I seen it. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, this is weird!" Because obviously, uh, like Hammer came back. Like they they've had a couple of movies, and they had a big Hammer logo, but it was like a new fancy HD one. Whereas yeah. this Orion logo was. I mean, they may have it may have been a new version of it, but it looked the same. It was the same, you know, Orion writing coming out of space. And I was like, oh man, Orion? They, it, they exist now? Again? What? <laughs> um, you know what? It, it drives me crazy sometimes too with like uh, new logos that seem like they take forever. Like I feel like there's one, I always forget which it is, but like whenever I see it, I'm like, is this like, this feels like it's the logo's been going on for like a minute or something. It's it's really uh, annoying. I don't have that like, problem I, with any of the big studios because I feel like all the, you know, Fox, Universal, uh, Whoever, oh like, sure, like the classic ones are usually still pretty good. I'm talking about like the newer, you know, like uh, like production companies yeah, that you usually okay, see, see. Yeah. for that. Yeah, uh, yeah like, it's, it's it's really funny when you watch like a foreign movie or like a low budget movie that I've got a bunch of different people who have financed it, and you have like yeah. eight of them before the movie starts. Yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of ridiculous. Whereas one or two is quite nice. I actually. It really gets you in the mood for a movie, actually, I feel. And this is a bit of a tangent, but, you know, like, say at the start of like, The Dark Knight, you get the Warner Bros. logo, and then you get the DC logo, and it feels like it's building oh, to yeah. something. It feels like, yeah, it's, like, cinematic, and it feels like, uh, yeah. no. Um, for the record, my favourite opening uh, music for one of those logos is the Universal theme. 
Uh, ah, just that's a great for the record. One. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also like the one they had in the, the early 90s, uh, which is because they completely changed it. And I, I like the new one as well, especially the new version of it they did for the 100th anniversary. But the, the 75th anniversary one they did, I really like that music as well. Uh, and that's really nostalgic because that was the, the mid to early 90s, which is kind of like my like early childhood. So I've got a lot of really fond memories of that. But uh, okay, to get away from the tangents and back to the, <laughs> the movie. So I'll just give the spoiler warning uh, from here, I think, yeah. just so we can talk about it. Um, here are some little touches that I love, some little 80s touches. Uh, and I was kind of feeling nostalgic when I was watching this, partly because of the logos at the start, but also just because it felt like an 80s movie. Um, the kid, like, Andy makes his mother breakfast in bread, even... Uh, breakfast in bread? <laughs> breakfast in bed, even though <laughs> it's... kind of accurate. He did He did use bread. He did use toast, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he makes breakfast in bed for her, and I was laughing because he pours... They've got this, like, fake good guy cereal, which is, you know, the, the chucky cereal brand. Um, but it's basically like kind of like a Fruit Loops and Lucky Charms kind of looking thing, um, but it's all coloured, right? So it's obviously really sugary cereal. Now, first of all, he pours in so much that when he pours in the milk, there's just cereal pouring out over the over the bowl. But then, then he starts putting in big spoonfuls of sugar, and I'm like, man, that is already diabetes in a bowl. You're making it worse. Stop it, Andy. Stop it. Like, I understand putting some sugar in, like say, like you know, corn flakes, just you know, a really you know, a normal cereal, but there's none of that to begin with mm-hmm. and you're just like oh why don't you just make it a little bit sweet because it's a little bit yeah. hard to eat um, but this is like no no this is taking like, the most sugary cereal imaginable and just dousing more sugar into it I mean I, I didn't do this all the time but I do remember uh, there were a couple of times like as a kid where I went uh, and played with my friends and I remember just taking a little Ziploc bag and just pouring sugar in it and just like <laughs> going out to play and just like straight up like Hardlining sugar all day. <laughs> You're snorting it, where you just like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, I thought that was amusing. And any because I was like, okay, it still makes sense from a, a breakfast point of view, even if he's been a messy little shit about it and putting a lot of sugar in. Then he has this black burnt toast, and then I thought he was getting some butter to like butter the toast, and that's normal. <laughs> but then he just puts in like a scoop of ice cream, and I'm like, what are you doing, you stupid little shit? <laughs> Uh, but that whole thing, uh, I was just amused the whole thing. It was like, it just felt like so 80s, like the kid making breakfast for his mom, and it's his birthday, and he's, he thinks the presents his toy. Like, it's just a nice little bit of I, nostalgia. Well, it, yeah, and I, and I like her reaction to it is, you know, she doesn't get angry or mad at him. She kind of like lovingly pretends like, oh, ha, ha, ha. She appreciates then, the effort, the intent yeah. of it, yeah. And yeah. and actually really makes you like, and you know, endear to them pretty quickly. Um, yeah, yeah, because he's just an innocent little kid who wants his toy, and I think we all remember wanting a toy for Christmas or whatever, and you're, you're hoping yeah. you're getting that one toy, and she's really nice about it. You also get the crushing disappointment when it turns out to be clothes in the box, <laughs> and she's like, oh no, yeah. I'm going to get your doll, but you, you, just, you, have, to, you have to wait, because it, it just came out, and it wasn't ready for your birthday, and blah, blah, blah. Um, another thing I really liked is her shitty boss. He's this like little Oh yeah. This little asshole who's like got a bow tie on, he thinks he's like all powerful. He's like, Oh, you'll have to stay here and do do the shift for this other person, yes. You can go for two I, hours to pick up your child, but you must be back. <laughs> I think if this was like uh any later child's play movie, I feel like he definitely would have died. Yeah, I agree. Like <laughs> Like, he definitely seems like he's being set up as, like, all right, yeah, this is going to be a body count. Yeah. Uh, which the movie doesn't really have. All all the deaths are very... 
well, there's one that's kind of happenstance, but everyone else is someone that Chucky targets because it's his old partner who betrayed him. Because we see at the start of the movie, yeah. his buddy Eddie kind of drives off without him, uh, and then he wants to go after the cop who, uh, like, you know, killed him essentially. Uh, and then the guy who taught him the rituals because he wants to find out how to go back to being a human again, kind of thing. I want to know what was up with their relationship because <laughs> uh, that was weird. Like, yeah, because they weren't the guy... very friendly when he when we went to visit him. No, and he and the guy's talking about how like oh like you're using the powers for evil, and I was like, uh, was there ever a time you guys hung out and you didn't think he was evil? Do, do you know what I liked about uh, her buying the doll off of uh, like just like a, a random guy in the back alley, right? I liked that it was basically a subversion of the the, the old trope where you buy like the mystical item off a mysterious person and it's cursed. It was kind of okay. like that, but it wasn't. It was just normal. Yeah. Because it was just a toy that came from the store, and he happened to grab it and like sold it off as like a he, was, he flogged it to her basically. Uh, yeah. So it, it was like a subversion of that old oh the creepy man in the alley. It was just a normal homeless guy selling shit. <laughs> yeah, like you could probably. It, it's kind of interesting because they do all this magical, mystical kind of stuff, but it's all set in like 1980s New York, which uh, and it gives it like a nice little flavor and it, it's the kind of new york that I, I miss seeing in movies where everything feels really dangerous yeah. like you go down the wrong alley and you know just yeah, like at one die. point the detectives like oh you can't go there this time of night that's dangerous you can't go there and yeah it feels yeah. ultra like creepy and dangerous the entire time and the roads are always wet because movie movies in the yeah. 80s the roads are always wet um actually one of the just from a setting point of view i love her apartment building uh mm-hmm. the, i mean the apartments whatever but the it's the uh the stairways and the, the elevator, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's like this weird inner balcony mm-hmm. kind of vibe, and you can see like down the sides of it, and I, it's almost mm-hmm. like uh, like you could imagine like there wasn't any floors underneath this, it was just all like up to this, but it's, it's just the way they've built it, it's like, I don't know, I just like the design of it, it's cool. Yeah, it's definitely like, yeah, like leaves for like some cool shots. It, it almost movie. feels like uh, like the, the, the hallways in the apartment building are like streets in and of themselves. Because it's almost like a fence, and there's like a little walkway to each door. It kind of felt like yeah. that. And it, and it, it does a good job of like um, like usually your home base or whatever is meant to feel kind of safe and stuff, but it still feels like uh, yeah, there's like a little danger to it. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the detective actually, uh, Mike? Uh, his name <laughs> sure. is, who I kept thinking of throughout the movie as uh, not Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> because he looks like it's Mark either. Ruffalo it is actually kind of insane how or cre- almost creepy how much he looks like Mark Ruffalo but he's obviously not <laughs> because it's you know 88 and Mark Ruffalo was probably like 15 uh, or whatever age he was at the time but uh, he, he's obviously this cop he's the one who like almost kills uh, uh, Chucky at the start you know, he's, a, he's a person and then he's investigating the case because obviously Chucky kills uh, Karen who's Andy's mother uh, her best friend because she's babysitting and he ends up... He, he uses a little toy hammer to bash her on the head and then she goes out the window. Uh, she takes a pretty big leap, like... <laughs> she does. Yeah, it's a little bit over the top. But do you know what, what I like about this is up until this point, it does play it like we don't... Like, we know it's him because it's obviously going to be... That's what the movie's about. But it never shows you that it's him. It's just... Like, you hear the TV come on and it's kind of creepy. And it plays it more like yeah. a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, Whereas more in the sequels, it's already set up. We know Chucky's walking around and talking, so they don't build to it. It's just that's what it is right away. Yeah, this is like another one of those things where, yeah, you know, I feel like I have this with a lot of '80s movies where it would have been interesting to see this 
when it came out, like completely fresh, you know, because mm. by the time I saw it, you know, I'd already watched horror movies by then. I probably watched other Child's Play movies that weren't this one. I don't know I, if I, I saw this one first. I definitely saw Bride of Chucky first. That was definitely the first one I saw. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, and then you just have like, a, like, you know, like, obviously, you don't know beat for beat what's going to happen in the movie, but you know what Chucky is and how he kind of acts and what Which, he looks like and stuff. By the way, that's something I would never do now is like watch a movie that's like the fourth in a series. But oh, obviously, yeah. as a kid, I didn't have like because now I have the option of like no no I'm not going to do that I'm going to buy the other ones and watch them first I would never do it now but as a kid it's like that's what's coming on TV so that's what I'm going to watch because mm-hmm. I, I don't have the option of seeking out the other ones first and uh, and I remember like going to the you know movie store or you know the the rental place and uh, you know you go to get the first one but it's out so you're like well I guess we're watching the third one then or you know whatever they have I remember actually seeing Halloween four on TV and loving it. And then like, the next week, I went to the video store and found Halloween 5. And obviously, you, you know how that ended up. If you go back and watch our reviews for those two, you, could, you, you know that I was not as fond of Halloween 5. Um, if I could time travel, I would just time travel to that moment just to see the look on your face as the credits start rolling. Uh, I always remember as well that Halloween 4, when it was on TV and I watched it at Halloween, it was on after an episode of Buffy. And, oh. I, and I can tell you which episode it was. It was the earshot episode of Buffy when she hears everyone's thoughts. Okay. I, thought, I just it's just one of those weird things. I, I remember that for some reason. I forget. Was there ever like an episode of Buffy where they did a kind of like slasher esque kind of thing? A slasher. Yeah, that would have um, been interesting. I don't know if it was that for a straight slasher. I thought we were asking about a doll because like yeah, there was the puppet episode. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> although the twist in that, of course, was that the puppet ended up being like, the good guy, but. Um, mm-hmm. Straight up slasher. I don't know if it was ever a straight up, yeah, serial killer vibe. Um, Surprising because you think yeah. of like every like, like they they had a lot of episodes and yeah, uh, they, they obviously they did everything else. They did like yeah, they did a werewolf occasionally. Obviously they had a lot of vampires. Mm-hmm. They did um, they kind of did a mummy episode. They, they did do a mummy episode. They did an alien yeah. episode even, uh, which was kind of weird actually. In out of place when they did the alien episode, it was like well, this is weird. You're not really established that this is going to be aliens in this show. And yeah. I know it's strange saying, oh, this is crossing a line. You've had vampires and demons and werewolves <laughs> and shit all these seasons, and then but that was pretty early on though, wasn't it? Oh no, the, uh, the alien episode was like season five. I was thinking of like the praying mantis. One oh, I don't think that, that was an alien. Teacher. Oh, okay. Oh, to be fair, was was bad eggs alien? Or maybe I don't know if bad eggs was actually aliens, or if that mm. was just because it made me think of alien because it had like a face hugger kind of yeah vibe to it. Mm. Maybe that was aliens, <laughs> but that was a terrible episode. So <laughs> was, we're tangent a lot in this yeah. one. Um, so no, uh, so they play it a lot more horror. You don't see Chucky as much. It's, it's not until the because the mom obviously doubts him, and the, the police think it's him. They think it's the kid. Think it's Andy, who's mm-hmm. you know, if if maybe intentionally, maybe not, but maybe he's pushed her out the window. Mm-hmm. Although they never, and obviously they eventually figure out there's like a murder weapon as well. But they suspect it's him. He keeps saying the dolls talking to him, and even his mother gets upset, and she agrees to like let him go to a hospital and stuff because obviously this is kind of crazy. Uh, obviously during all this as well, Chucky makes him take him out to where Eddie is, and he <laughs> ends up killing him as well. And again, we don't see it. We don't see Chucky moving around. It's, it's very kind of hiding it and playing it for creepiness. Uh, and that was that was uh, one of the explosions you were mentioning. Is uh, Chucky <laughs> rigs the uh, the stove to explode. Upon the gunfire, uh, there was actually one point where the guy Eddie almost shoots the kid, and I was like, "Oh, well, that'd have been yeah. dark. That'd have been a dark twist to this movie." Uh, but what I like is that we don't see 
for sure if the doll actually is doing stuff. Even though, it, I mean, that's the, what the movie's going to be about. We don't see it for sure until the mum sees it. That, that's when... Which is... Yeah. That's a fantastic reveal. Yeah, because she basically... she's Obviously, she keeps hearing it from the kid. She's, like, thinking, is it, is it possible that... My, just it, As crazy as it sounds, is it possible... Because she doesn't want to believe her kid's a psychopath, obviously. Yeah. No, no mother does. And she threatens Chucky. She's like... And obviously, I love the, the the sort of the thing that gives her a, the hint that it actually is because basically she picks up the box and the batteries that are meant to go inside it fall out, and it's like, wait a minute, he's got no batteries in him, and she actually pulls off the lid and there's no batteries, and it's like, holy shit! So she like demands, like, talk to me, prove that you're real, or I'm going to throw you in the fireplace, you little shit. And that's when you know we hear the the classic voice, ah, you bitch, you slut, I'm going to kill you, and like, you know, uh, you know the Brad Dorf uh, Chucky voice, but. And then when he turns around and like his face starts moving, this is like really impressive. Uh, it is, it's really yeah, good. Uh, yeah, the 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 lip movement is yeah. actually really good. Yeah, it's really impressive, and I'm really glad that even in newer movies that well they could have just CG'd his head. I don't think oh, yeah, they, yeah. I don't think they did. Maybe, maybe in the new one they will do that, but I don't think they will. I feel like yeah, like the the. Uh... I mean, I, I don't remember too clearly. Like, maybe they might use CGI for, like, little touches here and there. But, yeah, I think yeah. for the most part, they keep it pretty traditional. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the the animatronic face is fantastic. The, the lip movement, it may not be 100% perfect, but it feels like what it should be. Because, obviously, the face is still technically plastic. So, they yeah. get away with it being kind of stiff, but it still it matches well enough. And then the eyes kind of, like, cringe and crinkle and all that. It's really good. Really good stuff. Um... But obviously that sets him up as a killer, and she tries to convince the detective, and then the, he, the, the Chucky attacks the detective <laughs> in the car, which gives us the uh, the insane car sequence that we we all know about. And then what was funny is, uh, you know, it was going on for a while, and in my head I was like, like, does this guy know he can just stop? And then almost right when I said that, he slams on the brakes. Hmm. Uh, and then I love, though, Chucky, like, uh, just reaches his hands out and presses on the gas again. Yeah, yeah, he he, he starts to try and, like, mess with the car as well. Uh, that's good fun. Uh, and Chucky, of course, goes to the, the voodoo guy, and he's like, how do I do this? He's like, oh, the first person you revealed your secret to, that's the only person you can swap with, <laughs> so obviously it's going to be Andy. Uh, which means that the rest of the movie is Chucky trying to get to Andy at the hospital. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously, the, the the mother and the detective are racing to try and like get to him and mm-hmm. figure out what's going on and save him. Uh, which all leads to a big showdown in the apartment once again, where they shoot and stab him, they burn him alive. <laughs> uh, in fact, one of my favorite moments actually is uh basically, I, actually, I, I think the movie sags a little bit in the middle, but then it picks up again. See, see when Chucky's coming for Andy, and you know he's on his way because that's mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why I like Child's Play two so much. Is uh, mm-hmm. once they've established him, and he's like, he's like, Andy's just scared of him, and he knows he's coming. And we see like mm-hmm. Andy's looking out the window, and we see him just sort of climbing up the stairway, you know, the, the fire escape, uh, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I, I like the idea that Chucky's coming for him, and that no one believes him that this is a thing that could even be happening. Uh, I like yeah. that. Uh, but I, I like that when the it's actually Andy who burns him alive because like you know the mum's holding mm-hmm. in the the grate against the fireplace. And he's like, hey, Andy, we're going to be friends to the end. And he's like, this is the end, friend. And then he burns him alive. It's like such a badass like action hero one-liner he yeah. gives him. But it's like a kid version of it, and I love that. It's really fun. Yeah, it was great. And, um, yeah, the, this whole ending sequence uh, was pretty... Uh, 
pretty nice intense and uh it's and, impressive but and, i actually think chucky's really crazy cre- when he like he's like because obviously he comes he's not dead yet he comes back alive and he's all burned and melted i love how he looks when he's all melted and i like that in his hands you can see like the metal skeleton like like sort of through all the burned like not flesh oh, yeah. but the, like, the melted plastic you can see like some of the the metal skeleton through the charred burned stuff it's really it's proper creepy and good yeah if i have like any complaint it's just that if it's like every time you think they killed them i just want to be like all right keep your eyes on him now like you know start really <laughs> cutting up the the body or something because i don't know it feels like there's a good what two maybe three like fake outs it yeah. seems like which, to be fair, I think at that point even the, the characters acknowledged it though, because you know the detective, because yeah. the detective to the other get the other cop, he's like, "Don't touch him, whatever you do." Like he's expecting him to come back at that point, yeah. uh, uh, and that's. Uh, but it's really fun. Obviously, they weren't planning for a sequel at this point because they they mess him up something awful. They, they melt oh, him, yeah. they cut him up. He's he's completely shot to shit, uh, and. Which is fine. Obviously, they can just fix. It. That's why. That's why the cool things about the later movies is he's, he's basically been put into a new body, and then he's got all the stitched up face, and like it gives him this sort of evolved look. What, what I, if I'm going to complain about the movie though, it would be that it is kind of this uneven thing where the first half of the movie treats it like a serious horror movie where you don't see him and it's kind of creepy. And then the second half of the movie when he's actually running around and talking, and we can see him moving. It does have this kind of goofiness to it, mm. and it does give it this. It's like both halves are good, but they feel kind of like like they don't kind of click together, which I think is and I don't know what other people think of Child's Play two, but I like Child's Play two a lot because I feel like it takes what it became like what the first movie became and it runs with it and the entire movie is about the the doll coming for Andy, um yeah. and it it plays up that whole idea that he's he's become like one of the the slasher like giants like he's you know like we we come for Chucky and like what he's going to be up to, yeah, um I don't. Like off the top of my head, I don't remember the sequels super well. Like, uh, I, you know, and I don't want to give too much spoilery thoughts, but I do remember liking two quite a bit. Um, and plus, D. Wallace is in it because you don't get any better like <laughs> movie mom than D. Wallace. That is, yeah, that is good. Um, but yeah, this this does feel like a very one and done um, movie, and then yeah, as it goes on, you you start to see like, all right, now this is feeling more like a you know franchise you know slasher almost kind yeah, of thing it, it, it's kind of that weird thing like kind of like, you know how like in friday the 13th it took a couple of movies before like the first movie was even jason and then it was jason but yeah. he didn't have the mask and it wasn't until the end of three where it feels like, oh this is the jason versus everyone now i actually love potato sack jason from two, <laughs> but obviously i prefer hockey mask jason and it kind of feels like it child's play kind of does this in the first movie where it starts off as this you know pretty fun like sort of creepy movie and it becomes mm-hmm. a Chucky movie by the end of yeah. it, um, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But I, I, I do think the two halves are kind of mm-hmm. separate. They feel kind of different. There's, there's that moment where it confirms that he can talk. As soon as he starts mm-hmm. talking, it takes it into a kind of different feel. Mm-hmm. And I, I think like the whole thing with his uh, character, and more so not even like Chucky, but like the character of Charles Lee Ray, is that this is not like a quiet subtle guy so once he he does start talking and he's in focus like i like it but it's not the same kind of like creepy yeah you know uh feel to it like now it's more like oh now it's like a loud jerk he's too much of a loud mouth yeah and also maybe doesn't jive quite as well with the first half where like 
Like, okay, I, I guess it, I get that he's hiding it, but then there's a couple of things that sort of don't line up with that. Like when he's he wants to watch the nine o'clock news, and yeah. the you know the the be- mom's best friend puts him to bed and says no, no news, no TV, and then like he turns the TV on himself, <laughs> and she's like, like if you're trying to hide the fact that you're real, like mm. you're not doing it, like walking in and putting the TV on yourself seems like a good way of blowing your cover. Yeah. yeah. Also, I I was kind of wondering. Um, you know, he, I mean, I, I don't know ultimately what he wants out of life, but if he just, <laughs> that's a big question. Like, Tim. <laughs> like if he just wants to be rich, like you could make so much money if you were just like, Hey, guess what? I'm a living doll that was brought to life by magic. Like, you, know, uh, you don't have to tell people that you're to, to a serial fair, killer. They, they call him the strangler. So I think he just but likes killing he, people. True. <laughs> like, I think that's something he wants to do. He enjoys that part of his life. Yeah, all right, that's fair. If that's yeah. what. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think yeah. If you if if he just wanted to be rich, then yeah, he can just be a talking doll. That that would do him do it for him. But which I didn't really think about up to this point. But maybe his name should have been like the stabber or something because the knife is kind of his signature weapon. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, he doesn't strangle. He, he tries to strangle the cop because he strangles the cop. In the car. Yeah. He doesn't succeed, but he tries to strangle him. That's right. Oh, to be fair. Maybe he does try to strangle everyone else. It just doesn't look like it because he's so small. Because he does that thing that's where he, he sort of jumps at the mother and he, it's like he's sort of trying yeah. to bite her neck or something. And I wonder <laughs> I wonder if that's him trying to like strangle her with his hands, but he's like, oh shit, they're not big enough. I can't actually do it. I also was trying to like gauge what doll strength would be. Like, is he, does he have like almost superhuman because he's like jumping and, you know, people seem to have like a hard time getting him off. And um, I don't know. Yeah, if there's one thing I respect out of an actor, it's it's making it look like, you know... Because obviously in, in the scene when they're like sort of struggling when he's holding them, they're just holding yeah. him and they're just sort of pretending. And I, oh, it's yeah. like, that, that inherently is very goofy. So respect mm-hmm. for it not sticking out too much in this where I felt like, oh, this looks stupid. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of that thing like Star Trek where they just they, they just pretend everything's shaking and the camera's shaking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but no. Uh, obviously, Chucky's voice is... Uh, a big thing is he's always been Brad Dourif. It's a great voice. It's it's a big part of what makes him him. It's probably why it turned into more of a black comedy with uh, Braided Chucky. That's when it really went down yeah. that avenue. Um, but uh, so now very good actually. As much as it does kind of it, it does take away from the creepy quietness of the, the first half of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think Chucky became an iconic character because of the voice. It's it's as mm-hmm. fun as and creepy as it may be. Have a, a doll going around killing things. I think the voice is what made him a character. Oh, definitely. It's, it's what puts and, him in the conversation with your Freddy and your Michael and your Jason and your Pinhead. Yeah. And, um, and this didn't happen to me personally, but I do know uh, like uh, some friends who definitely developed like a fear of these kind of dolls. Because uh, they were... Uh, they're based off like a similar looking doll, if I believe. I, I forget. I don't, I don't think it was the exact same name. but The nice guy? Yeah. <laughs> Is, is that what it was? I don't or, know. I'm just guessing because it's called uh, good I, guy in this. Yeah, I, I think there might be something similar to that. I could be wrong, but it I think there is. is something. It, um, it, it feels I, like something that's uh, that would exist. That's yeah. the thing, actually, because uh, Andy wears like good guy pajamas, and he even wears good guy yeah. like regular clothes. Like he has a dungarees on with a uh, with like the shirt that the good guys wear, and he watches yeah. the cartoon. I'm like, man, this kid's obsessed. But what feels like a really bland cartoon. No one's, yeah. getting, no one's getting killed or anything in this cartoon. 
I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, but uh, I do think, though, it fits in with that 80s aesthetic of, like, oh, uh, yeah, it I looks agree. a little Care Bearish. Kind I, of I'm making fun of it because I mean, when I was a kid, I was what at that age I was into Power Rangers and I was into Turtles and I was into mm-hmm. uh, all the other sub band stuff like Mash Rider and Big Bad Beetleborgs and VR Troopers and <laughs> uh, Batman, of course, and Superman. Like, I liked right. Heroes and uh, mm-hmm. th- this kind of thing just would have felt childish to me, even me then. I just like, oh, he wants to be my friend. No, yeah. <laughs> right, when's he beating up Shredder? Mm-hmm. Come on now, <laughs> yeah. Uh... I have a bad memory. I don't know, like, what age I made that, like, transition from, like, oh, happy little funny uh, yeah. hug cartoons to, like, everything is, like, slimy and sharp. <laughs> and like... I was definitely watching that stuff from about the age of five. So maybe when I was three and four, I was into the more kiddy stuff. I don't know. But uh, I, it's, I, it's I, a mild I, criticism. I, I'm not even criticizing it, really. I'm just kind of pointing that out. But... Yeah. No, I mean it's it's a good movie. It's, it's it. I don't think it stands up. It's, it's like comparing the first Chucky movie is not like talking about the first Halloween or the first Nightmare on Elm Street. It's not that good. It's, yeah. it's not one of these classic classics. But it is a really fun movie. There's a reason why it spawned sequels. It was obviously successful enough. Um, the director Tom Holland also did Fright Night, uh, which is mm. also quite popular. Uh, although I'm, I, I've only seen it once, and I wasn't that into it when I saw it the first time. Maybe, maybe eventually we'll probably do it for the show, and maybe I'll have a different opinion years later but um yeah. anything else yeah. you want to add about uh child's play uh i mean i think we we covered it um yeah th- like this first one uh, I, I feel like as we go on with the other movies they get a little more interesting and have a little more to talk about um this one is also like pretty short it's like like 85 minutes yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not a long movie mm-hmm. it's, pr- it's pretty straightforward uh it, it, yeah. it, it, yeah, once it becomes about the moment, the detective believing that this is happening, it's just them to kind of try to find them. And um, obviously, like, oh. when, when she goes to the homeless people and she tries to find the guy, and like he tries oh, to like ass- sexually assault her. Yeah, uh, which basically just happens so the, uh, the 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 hero cop can be a hero for a second mm-hmm. and come in and punch yeah. him and be like, <laughs> you know, leave the lady alone, jackass, or whatever. Uh, uh, we skipped over the electroshock scene. Oh uh, yes, by all means. Yes. <laughs> that was just a cool scene. I didn't have much to say about it, but I, I did like it. Fair enough, yeah. Watch, watch fun. <laughs> um, but no, that's that is a child's play. So I guess we will rate the movie out of the tens. What are you what are you thinking, Timbo? Uh, I've actually been thinking about this for a while. Um, I was trying to think of, like other movies that were similar to it because we, you know, we've done other you know toy and doll movies like we did a uh, demonic toys mm-hmm. uh we did dolls we did a movie last year that i love called the boy and <laughs> this is a uh, it's a good movie but this is not the boy i i will i just, I just want to cut down right it's note. not the boy let's just make that clear right now every movie you listed there is much better than the boy demonic toys better than the boy by a big margin. Oh, I thought you were going to break out into a rap for a second. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think I'm going to give this... I, at first I was thinking of a little bit of a higher score, but when I started thinking of the other movies, um, like the other Child's Play that I like better, I was like, well, if I give this one this score, then, you know, like 
I don't want to give it too high right off the bat because I know the other ones I might like better. Um, so I think I'm going to give this one a, a nice solid 7. Uh, yeah, you're in the ballpark. I was thinking 7, 7.5 myself. Yeah. It's a good movie. I don't think it's an amazing movie, though. It's not, like I say, not one of these big classics. It's a it's a good, fun 80s popcorn time of a, of a movie. Yeah. Uh, some good creepy scenes, some good fun scenes at the end. Uh, I would kind of compare Chucky keep coming back at the end. It kind of reminded me of the Terminator, almost. Oh, yeah. Where he just kept yeah. getting back up. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe it was the metal like, skeleton, almost, that made me think of that. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it, he's, like, pretty indestructible. And, yeah, yeah, he's coming back even after being, like, shot, charred, <laughs> dismembered. Yeah. So, no, uh, that is Child's Play. Of course, we're going to do all the movies up until October when we get the new one, which is the seventh one that's coming out this year. Uh, so there we go. Uh, so that is Child's Play. Let us know what you thought of this movie in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Helps us a lot. Get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. Also, if you want supporters, head over to patreon.com slash TV and see what some of the bonuses you can get over there if you want to support the channel and support the show. So that's us. Mm. Anything nice you want to say to people, Tim? Uh, give us your money. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> if, I mean, that's a bit more blunt than what, what I was thinking. Um, but yeah, sure. Uh, oh, obviously we appreciate everything you, you do. You do uh, submit on Patreon if you do. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously those extra things that we hopefully want to do if we hit certain goals and things like that. But um, but no, that has been Chelsea's place, so you can look forward to it. Obviously, we've been uh, pumping out... We've had a couple of weeks in a row now with two episodes per week, which is fun. Um, Tim's away for a week, so there'll be a small gap to that. We're, we're, we're having an extra episode recorded so that you're not going a week without an episode, but it does mean just one a week for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, once he's back, though, he'll be working like a proper workhorse again and mm-hmm. uh, doing lots and lots of episodes. Because we realised that to do the new movies coming out, plus get through these franchises in time for October, because there's a third franchise we need to do for October as well. Um, to get them all done in time, we, we, we had to pick up the pace a little bit with how many episodes we were doing. Mm-hmm. But given it's summer and my TV schedule is not as bad as it was, uh, we can we can accommodate that. So, uh, mm-hmm. there you go. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, once again, keep watching scary movies. We'll see you next time.